smart and work hard, but just aren't where or who you want to be. Welcome to your podcast, Real Confidence. I'm your host, Alyssa DeVere, and I'll be sharing a bit of brain science, some surprising social secrets, and a touch of tough love. Why? Because I believe confidence is everyone's fundamental right and choice. So let's get to it. Probably every podcast interview I'm done as the interviewee, probably every time there's a Q&A session for a workshop or a keynote, somebody wants to know the fast, easy ways to hack confidence. Every time, you know, just give me a pill. Well, yeah. I mean, there is definitely a shortcut and that's pretty much what I teach. If you've listened to other things I talk about, TED Talks and otherwise, we don't learn how to be confident until we're 60. And so, yes, we can hack it in the sense we can get there faster, quicker, stronger well before then. But it's not like you flip a switch as much as I'd like to. Uh, There is some things that I'm going to talk about on this podcast, though, that make it a heck of a lot easier and faster. So if you're looking for literally a shot of confidence, yeah, not so much. Now, funny enough, ha ha ha, there are lots of people and things on the internet that will tell you how to get confident right away, you know, and everything from power poses, of course, love Amy Cuddy for lots of reasons, but I throw power poses in this under the bus bucket, uh, breathing, take a deep cleansing breath. (sighs) Yeah, that, that, that helps. Okay. Gratitude. That's another one whether it's saying it out loud, writing it in a journal, being gracious before you start your day, when you end your day, whatever. Again, I love these techniques. They're all really good, but they have a place and time in the spectrum of being more confident. So I call them confidence carbs, like carbohydrates. And the reason is because at that moment where I'm having a crisis, maybe I'm upset, I'm, I'm frustrated at somebody or something, I I just can't focus. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Taking a deep breath is great. It resets your amygdala, so to speak. It stops that cycle of panic. It may prevent you from going into cave person brainstem mode. Same thing with a power pose, same thing with being gracious. It, it, it kind of says, stop timeout, get out of cave person territory, settle down. And that's all awesome. But like a carb, You eat it, you feel good. You're like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. But an hour later, you're not sure what to do because now you're hungry. Now you have no no fuel in the tank. And that's unfortunately what those techniques, you know, a power pose is great. Walk into that interview, you've got your confidence jacket on, your confidence cape. But what you're going to say and how you're going to carry yourself through that interview, a different problem, right? with taking a breath, right? I get myself out of that crazy cycle, whatever's happening, but then what do I do? So I want to offer a couple perspectives of not only longer lasting, sustainable confidence, but a different way, not so much what to think. Confidence is not what you think, it's how you think. That's what gives people confidence. We talk about meta-confidence in a lot of the coursework, meta-confidence. And meta-confidence is the concept that you think about being confident 
in a way that's different than just general thinking. So you, you consider how and why to be confident in those moments you breathe. Okay. I'm going to now be confident. And that is the starting block for being confident. Confident thinking happens in your prefrontal. It's your, the top portion of your brain right behind your forehead. It's the place that we identify as executive functioning. That's where we make our decisions. We correlate, we calculate, we consider all the pieces of data and objective data, quantitative, quote, factual, so-called factual data. All data is questionable, but let's just say, you know, kind of quantitative data, as well as qualitative data, the things that we feel and see that aren't necessarily measurable, those are all part of that equation that goes into your prefrontal. And subsequently, you come out with a decision of what to do, whether you're certain about the truth of something. That's really what confidence is at the end of the day. So if, for example, I believe that it's going to rain today, because I feel it in my skin or I read the weather report, I can make a decision about the rest of my day. Am I going to drive to the supermarket? I'll take a little bit more time. Am I going to get an umbrella and so on and so forth, right? So that ability to slow yourself down enough to take all that data and really think about it, or at least think about it enough that you can make a decision that's what confidence is about. Now, it's very nice for me to kind of lay it out there. Let's talk in a more practical way. Let's just say that you are going into an interview and you, you're going to strike that power pose before you go. And you walk in, your head's high, you have a good firm handshake, everything's going great. And somewhere as you get into the interview, the questions start coming and you're starting to feel like, oh, this person doesn't like me. This is not going well breathe, reset, think in your prefrontal, take a little bit of maybe a pregnant pause as it's called a a little bit more of time than normally would. And try to say to yourself, don't read into this person. They may be busy. They may be hassled. I may not be the right fit, but don't assume that and act a lot more calm and rational. I will tell you in every scenario, whether you're interviewing for a job, doing a presentation in a meeting, doing a podcast for that matter, anytime you are acting, reacting, or interacting with other people, your best foot forward is being confident. It almost doesn't matter what you say, as long as you say it with confidence. So resetting that amygdala in that moment of self-doubt, resetting the amygdala in that moment of my confidence isn't where it should be. All those confidence carbs are good. They're going to give you that little jolt of knock it off. But after that, you've got to get into your brain itself. You've got to say to yourself, okay, we are not going to act like a cave person. We are not going to assume that this person doesn't like us. We're not going to go into that place that is negative, passive, protective, called our brainstem, we're going to stay in our prefrontal and we're going to be brilliant. We're going to continue the conversation in a way that I can think and I can focus on what this person's asking me, what they need from me, what I want them to know. 
taking that moment to tell yourself you can be confident, you can choose it. Taking a break, as we always, giving our sponsors some love. And when we come back, we're going to give you some very specific ways to not only continue that confident mojo, but to really put it back in place if it gets knocked off the track. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by the American Confidence Institute. ACI trains smart, hardworking people how to use basic brain science to more effectively coach themselves and others. ACI is endorsed by top universities, the Strategic HR Management Association, and International Coaching Federation. Learn more about ACI's uniquely empowering keynotes, workshops, e-classes, and coaching certification at www.americanconfidenceinstitute.com. All right, we're back. And yeah, favorite tip of all time. You're going to love this because it's the easiest thing to do is to actually get some sleep. (laughs) Sleep. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. When our brains are tired, when our brains are tired, it's really freaking hard to make good, confident decisions. It's in fact, I would argue impossible. We don't have the cognitive cycle, have that mindful moment to be able to be like, breathe, be confident. We can't do that. It's like too much effort, too much mindfulness that if you're tired, you just don't have the energy to do. You're running on empty cognitively. And even that confidence carb that I mentioned before, a power pose or breathing or being gracious, those are hard to do when you're tired. And then you're kind of like you do and you're like, I can't do anymore. You know, it struck Wonder Woman. I, I can't, I just can't do more. So sleeping is your first and foremost, best defense, best, best, best way to refuel. And of course, when we sleep, our brain does all kinds of cool things, including washing out all the unneeded, unnecessary neural pathways. It cleans out some of the plaque that will make us foggy in the short term and actually might cause dementia in the long term. So for no other reason, get a good night's rest if you can. And there's, you know, of course, I'm poster child for I wake up and I'm still tired because I didn't sleep well. So there's, there's not always control of getting good night's rest, but do your best, do your best to sleep well. And if you're not sleeping well, work on it, right? Like melatonin or sleep centers or whatever it is that you think you need to get a good night's rest. Uh, yeah. Before any other medicines, before any other therapies, sleeping, I'm telling you, sleeping is really the most important thing when it comes to maintaining your cognitive control and your confidence. So beyond that, beyond that, again, you're in a situation, maybe your confidence fell off the track. Maybe, um, you know, your power pose has worn off and now the questions are coming. And so yes, taking a deep breath, thinking through things that still helps, that still helps. But as I think that the most powerful tool when it comes to confidence is recognizing that you do have the ability to control your brain. You do have the ability to slow things down. So in a rapid fire interview, whether you're pitching a product or you're asking for funding or you're in an interview and you're trying to sell something, of course, when you're selling yourself, it's one of the hardest, if not the hardest thing of all, but 
you're in a situation where you're having those moments of, oh, they don't want it. They're not liking it. Just stop. Just stop and listen. And here's the key. Ask questions. Ask questions. So we sit here and we're trying to sell somebody. We're, we're trying to sell ourselves. We're trying to be charming. And yet most of the time we don't know how it's landing. We don't even know what the person wants. We don't know. And the more questions, the more observation you make and do, the more data you have, of course, and the more time you give yourself to really strategize, to be confident, to be thoughtful and mindful. One of the things, if you think about anytime you have a conversation with somebody, if they're really actively listening to you, if they are not jumping to their next sentence, if they're engaged in the conversation, it gives you confidence. It gives you that ability to connect and trust. It may even intimidate you a little bit because we're so not used to it. And you sit there and you go, why, why do they think I'm so fascinating? Why do they, it's not a bad tactic, my friends. And I'll say it's tactic. It's really a strategy. When you listen to somebody, when you really engage and you pay attention and you ask them questions, what are you doing? You're helping them feel that they matter. You helping them feel like they belong. You're giving them a sense of confidence. You're giving them psychological safety and a reason to continue talking to you, to trusting you. So listening actively, asking them questions, whether it's in an interview or sales cycle, boy, is that the greatest trick of all? And I say trick, it's not a trick, but it's a way for you to make somebody else feel confident and maintain your own so that you're not tripping over your own tongue, so that you are not saying something that you want to regret two seconds later. So to recap, it's all is very subtle stuff, but let me tell you the most powerful tricks, tools, weapons that I can offer you is not to take a confidence carb just to reset the amygdala, get some sleep. So you have all fuel, all cylinders are firing. And when you're in that situation, whatever it might be, an interview or a you're going to do a presentation or even going to do a pitch, like I said, take your time, ask some good questions and pay attention to the other people. Not only will you give them confidence, but it's going to shine right back to you because you know this and you're going to hear it in every podcast. The best way to get confidence is to give it to somebody else. So I'll leave you with those thoughts. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to you next time. So before we completely wrap up, I want to let you know that full transcripts and show notes for this and other episodes can be found on the website, www.americanconfidenceinstitute.com forward slash podcast. I also want to remind you once again, that the best way to get confidence for yourself is to give it to others. And you can do it so easily just by liking and sharing this episode on your favorite social media channels. You can even give me some confidence fuel by sending in any comments about the topics I've covered or ones you'd like me to consider for the future. So for now, this is Alyssa DeVere. Thank you for helping to bring more confidence to the world. 
This podcast was produced by Mindful Media. All rights reserved by Alyssa Duvier and the American Confidence Institute. Music written and performed by Jeff Weinstein. Cognitive fuel.